Now, the word with Father Tony Percy. This week, church-state relationship. We've just finished a section of Matthew's Gospel. We've had three parables last weekend. You remember we had the parable of the king inviting us to the wedding. Marvelous parable. And now Matthew leads us in his Gospel with four conflict stories. So your homework for this uh, week is to go and have a look at those conflict stories and see what you make of them, see what you can learn from them. The one that we have uh, today is the conflict story about the leaders who come to Jesus and they say, should we pay the tax to Caesar or should we not? So this is introducing us to a great theme down in the tradition of the church over the 20 centuries of the relationship between church and state. And the way Jesus answers this particular controversy is very important. He gives us a skeleton. He doesn't give us prescriptive advice. He gives us a skeleton in which we can judge each issue as we have gone forward in the 20th centuries and as we'll go forward in the, the 21st centuries. There's always issues about the relationship between church and state. And what he says to us is most important. So it's in uh, Matthew 22, the authorities come to Jesus and say, should we pay the tax to Caesar or should we not? It's a poll tax. If Jesus happens to say, yes, we should pay the poll tax, he will become very, very unpopular with the people because the people didn't like paying the poll tax. I guess none of us like paying tax, but in this particular tax, they found rather unattractive. And so if he says, yes, we should pay it, they won't be happy with him. On the other hand, if he says, no, we should not pay it, then he's going to be unpopular with the authorities and they'll have cause then to up the ante against Jesus. So what Jesus does is he says, well, let's have a look at the coin with which we pay the tax. They pull it out of their pockets. Interestingly enough, Jesus doesn't have a coin himself. Is this Matthew's way of indicating the type of poverty that Jesus lived? perhaps. They pull the coin out of their pockets and he says, now whose image do you see on this? And they say, we see the image of Caesar. To which Jesus then says, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and render to God the things that are God. So there you can see here the church-state relationship coming into play. It's a very, very helpful response from Jesus. He's brilliant He's got a brilliant mind and he's got fantastic, wonderful, deep, splendid courage in which he debates with these people. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. So naturally enough, the state has to be able to function. The state's got to build its roads and hospitals and water supply, etc. And they need taxes to do it. So yes, we have to give of ourselves symbolised by the giving of our taxes so that the state can function and help every human being in society. This is a reasonable thing. There is one caveat, of course, and that is Pope Leo XIII, the first truly modern pope, warned against the state imposing too much burdensome taxation which would buckle initiative, initiative in the social order and economic order. That's an important point. But he did obviously say, and the popes have said right down in the tradition, the social tradition of the church, that we have an obligation to pay taxes. But they should be reasonable because we want to help society function and we want people, everyone to have a fair go, which we've done very well in this country of Australia. Secondly, give to God what belongs to God. Now, this is quite interesting. 
So on the coin, you see the image of Caesar. On a human being, the image is the image of God. And in the tradition, we say we are made in the image and likeness of God. Those early theologians who heard this said, yes, we're always in the image of God, no matter what we get up to, serious or grave sin, we're still always going to be in the image of God. But our task, along with God's help, His grace, is to become like God. I think that's a a very good distinction, very helpful distinction for our spiritual life. We've got to keep becoming like God as we walk the journey of faith. So on the human being is the image, the image of God. And we are made in body, soul and spirit in the image of God. So we give our bodies back to God, our hands, our eyes. That's very important that we see our body as intimately part of ourselves. Body, soul, the mind we give to God, the uh, will, our will, what we choose, the way we choose the good and reject evil, our memories, our imagination. Very important that we offer this to God as a gift. Just as we offered the state, the gift of money for taxes, so we offer our very selves back to God. And of course, body, soul and spirit, we offer our spirit to God. We give God a time of prayer each day. This is most important, I think. And uh, what Jesus has done here is to say, as Christians, we can do both. We can be faithful to our obligations to the state and most faithful to our obligations to God in offering ourselves to God. I encourage you then to do this. And most importantly, I encourage you each day to rise, kneel or stand and offer yourself to God as a living sacrifice, as Paul recommended in chapter 12 of Romans.